Okay, we're starting in Nunches, Noya, Chain. So there's a Gemara full of charisma, of grace. <coughs> in the very first line of 58a. So just in the previous Gemara, we spoke about Hashem destroying Babylon, and even the blessings we say when we look at Babylon being destroyed. So says over here, Rabbi Yirmi Bar Lazar, Niskalela Balbel, Niskalelu Shchenea. Not only Babel was cursed, but also all the neighboring countries were cursed by Babel. We're going to see this in the Psukim. Niskalela Shomron. Now also, Shomron was the capital of the ten tribes in the north of Israel that also were exiled because of their, their idolatry, idolater attitudes. But nevertheless, <coughs> when, when Shomron was cursed, Nisbarchush Chenea was the other way around. It never became blessed. So I think the reason is because Babylon, in the inside of it, was negative. So therefore, if you have some ne something negative and it, it, it gets broken, what comes out from the, from the inside of something negative? Negativity. But the 10 tribes in the inside, they were good. They were spirituality. Just the outside had a bad influence, and that's why they did idolatry. But when they exploded, when they were broken, so what it came out of them was blessing. So the Gemara is going to bring two verses to support each one of them. So let me just read the verse. It says like this. The Pasuk says, And I, Hashem speaking, will make her Babylon the estate of wild birds and the pools of water. Which means wild animals will inhabit a wasteland that will come Babylon. And this will affect not only Babylon itself, but also all the neighboring areas. Now, regarding Shomron, Nizkala Shomron, Nisabarhu, Shchenea, the neighbors were blessed because it's written, Besanti Shomron, Lei Asadeh, Ulematei Cholim. And I, Hashem says, will make Shomron a heap in the field, a place of planting vineyards. So you see that it became a fertile area after its destruction. Okay, Veamaravune. Now, at the end of the previous page, Ravuna said that if somebody goes to Babylon, he says five blessings. So now Ravuna is telling us another blessing that a person should make. Israel, if you see a multitude of Jewish people, and towards the end of this teaching, the Gemara is going to tell us we are speaking about 600,000 people. You want to hear something very interesting, number 600,000. So we all know that the Torah was given to 600,000 males, 20 year old, between 20 and 60 year old. Now, I saw in a book that the state of Israel in 1948 had 650,000 inhabitants. And then in the Six Day War, they counted, that's when Jerusalem came back to the hands of the Jewish people of the, of the state of Israel, there were 600,000 males from 20 year old and older. I don't know if it was males, so including also ladies, but from 20 year old and older, 600,000. So we see this number is a special number. That is a number that uh, includes 
all different types of thinking. So that's why I said Avnuna, if you ever see 600,000 Jews together, Omer Baruch Chacham Arazim, bless are you, the wise <coughs> that knows all the secrets. Because that is like the amount of money. Even Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato, Ramchal says in his book, Derech Etz Chaim, that the Torah can be understood in 600,000 different ways. So when you see that amount of people, you bless Hashem, that he is the one that he knows the secrets of every single person, how he's able to think differently. Now, Ocholosei Oleikochamim, I'm laughing because you're gonna see what you say. If you see a multitude of non-Jews, Omer, Boisha Imchem, shame on you. <laughs> Your mother should be shame, shameful of you. Donovan and Abraisa, Aroya Ocholosei Israel, the same teaching of Rav Amnuna, now is in Abraisa. Omer Baruch HaKamarazim, you say the blessing, uh, bless are you the wise of the secrets. Shein datam dome zelaze, ben partsufeyen domim zelaze. Because every person is different, the way he thinks is different, and a, a, a siman, a sign for the, how we, the way we think is different, that with the, the way we look is different. So just like every person has a different face, it, it's a hint, it's a sign, that we all, all of us have a different way of thinking. Now, Benzoma, it once happened that Benzoma, Ra'ochlosia, Algavamala Barabais. When they were bringing in one of the regolim, in one of the festivals, everybody made Aliala Regal. So, Benzoma was in one of the steps going up to the base of Migdash. And he turned around and he saw the multitude of Jewish people coming together to Jerusalem. And he said, Abraha, Amar Baruch Hamarazim. Uh, and then he said a second bracha. And then he said, and bless are you Hashem, that you created all these people to take care of me. We're going to read a little bit more and then go back to explain. He would say, How many effort, how many toil needed Adam Rishon to toil? Until he was able to get bread to eat. Now maybe this is a good introduction of Blin Yadar next side and we're going to start in Hoshabes. He's going to go through all the melachos required, all the forbidden labors on Shabbos to be able to make bread. So he said like this. Harash, Zara, Katsar, he plowed, he sowed, he ripped, Imer, Vedash, he gathered, and we know that all these are melachos of Shabbos, of the 39 melachos. The chaff from the grain, then he selected Boider, then uh, the other ways from the grain, then Tachanavi Yirkid, he ground the grain into flour and he sifted the flour, Velash Veafa, and he kneaded the flour into dough and he baked the dough. And only after that, Vechor Kachachach was able to eat. So look how much it took out for Abraham to have one pita. Vani and me, says Ben Zoyma, Mashkim, and I can just, in the morning, wake up. I just walk into any supermarket and I can buy anything that I want. Now, what about clothing? Says, how much effort, how much toil did Adam Rishon have to toil to be able to get a garment to dress? And uh, he had to gazaz. Now, he, this is also the 39 melachos now regarding clothing. Gazaz, he sheared the wool of the sheep, 
he had to clean it, he had to disentangle <laughs> to take all the, all the thorns and things that were in it, the tabab harag, then he spun it into threads, then he wove the threads, and only after that, the harkach matzabeh he was able to wear a garment. Ve'ani says ben zoma and regarmi mashkim umaitze kolele mesukanimi lefanai. I just walk into any shopping center and I'm able to buy those garments. But he didn't wear clothes there, merchant. This is after the sin, obviously. Also, uh, before the sin, he, need, he need, needed to plant anything to have bread. The midrash says, the Gemara says that Melachim will give with him a bribe, biltong and wine. So before the head, he was literally in an Aden. <laughs> okay. So, so that's why, so that's why said Ben Zoma, that blessing, that Hashem created all these people. And he ended up saying, so either the text reads all the nations, but some have a different version in the text, but all the trades, they are working hard and they come to the entrance of my house. And I don't have to do anything. Like again, coffee. My dear Josh, you love coffee. If not for the, all these thousands and millions of people making you coffee, imagine you're your own to get your cup of coffee. It would be impossible. Now, now let's, <laughs> let me tell you the Musar they bring over there in the footnotes. So what was the meaning of Benzoma? He was saying that uh, the Roman was saying like this. Really, there are very few individuals in the world that fulfill the mission of life, which is to, to, uh, to spiritually elevate themselves through learning and, and um, fulfilling the mitzvahs of the Torah. So the rest of the world was created, and actually we saw this also in the beginning of the Gemara. The, the rest of the people were created to provide for them. So when the rest of the world provides for them, so at least some schus, so merit goes into the rest of the world. Starbucks, I know Starbucks is not big in South Africa, but in Mexico and America is big. What? So, Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, okay, it's Seattle coffee, you name it. So, Shmuli, Shiebari, or different Shmuli that makes the coffees in, in Moshi's over there. So, people that are not, not devoted 24 7 learning in Torah, like Ravashim Ovalichai, but at least by providing. For, for the Jewish people, and that's why some have the text, all the nations come to help us. So at least through being connected to helping us by, we don't, by, uh, by accepting us from do all that work, that gives them schus. And look at beautiful Musar, he says the following, a good guest. What does he say? Now, this is twofold. This is referring literally when somebody invites you, as, as a, to, to the host, you should have this attitude. But in a deeper Musa level, we are all guests of the host with the capital letters, which is God. How much effort the Balabais need to go out of his way? Bishbili, for me. How much meat 
he brought in front of me kama yain, how much wine he brought in front of me kama gluskaois Rashi translates gluskaois as bread rolls but you can even say cake mezoines he made in this meal to place before me and everything that he put the effort was only for my sake so you see this is the good guest but if you are a bad guest, what you say? Ah, Matarach, what did he do? Matarach, Tarach, Balabais. He did nothing for me. He only gave me, I only ate one, one piece of bread, one pita. I only had one piece of meat. I only had one piece of wine. He, didn't, he doesn't even. It makes a point of the wine, of the, of the, the meat. He just says, one piece, one cup. And all that effort that he put, all that effort wasn't for me, was for his wife and for his children. So you see, the bad guest doesn't appreciate absolutely nothing. And this goes also to Hashem. You know, some people, it's a shame, but some people nowadays, they don't, they don't even want to get married and say, why should I bring people to this disgusting world? That's such an attitude. People don't want to get married and have, they, wanna, they don't want to have children because they say, why should I bring children to this world? Yeah, but it's, it's not like um, there's, some, there's some kind of truth in that. Husband, shut The world is a flippant, scary place, and it's falling apart, especially in this country. Look, if Hashem, Hashem, if Hashem is bringing us to That's the world. Exactly exactly. If Hashem is bringing us to the world. Okay. Okay. Moshe, please um, let me prescribe for you 15 minutes a day of Musa. Let's continue. <laughs> for a good guest, what the Pasuk says. Schor, let me go over here. A little bit of help with the English. Okay. Zachor ki sasgi fo'aloi asher sereru anashim. Remember so that you will aggrandize his work that men see. So, so in this verse, look in the footnote number 19. So, exhorts people to recall those acts of Hashem that are revealed to man, and they will thus be moved to, ext to extol those manifestations of his providence. Okay? Now, let's go to the other, uh, to the Oreach Ra. Al Oreach Ra, see regarding a bad guess, what the Pasuk says, Lachen Yereu Anashim Vegoimer, therefore people fear him, etc. He does not see any of the wise-hearted. So this How is... No, so, so really, is on the continuation of the Pasuk, that the bad person does not see any of the wise-hearted. Like the bad, the bad uh, Oreach doesn't see anything good in what Hashem does. Why would you like pity him that he's so ungrateful? Why would you fear the bad, the bad guest? I don't understand the fear element. Okay, look, that is the Pasuk. What the Gemara always does, they bring Pasuks, Psukim, verses, and from the verses, they bring a little bit of a hint to the point. So the point of this verse is that a bad person doesn't see any 
uh, any good in the world. Uh, it says alternatively as well that we can look at it as the guest, the host, yes. bringing Hashem's um, support to us through the through the host. Right. Actually, praising Hashem for bringing us the host to support us. Right. Good. Shkoyach. Okay. So let's continue. Now, uh, the Gemara goes back to the topic of how much is a multitude. Vaish, a multitude, a multitude of people. That if you see a multitude, you say the bracha. Baruch Hamarazim, blesses the wise of the secrets. Now, the Gemara is going to bring a pasuk regarding Ishai. So, uh, when Shaul, when Shmuel, the prophet went to look in the house of Ishai because Hashem told him in the house of Ishai is going to be the king of Israel. So the Gemara describes the house of Ishai. And this person, this man, always Ish is a tzaddik. In the days of Shaul, he was an old person already and he always would go with the Nashim. So that is what the Pasuk says. Three opinions who said the following. Ishai, this is Ishai of David, the father of David Amelech. Whenever he went out, even to war or to the base Medrash, he will always go with a multitude of people. And he also, also would come back with a, a multitude of people. And he would teach Torah also was to a multitude of people. And Amarula, Nakitinan, we have a tradition in Ochlosa Bebabel. Now, this concept of a multitude, when you say this bracha, will only apply in the land of Israel, not in Babylon. Tanya, en Ochlosa, Pchusa, Mishishim, Rivo. And finally, another teaching that the number of Jews for this has to be 600,000. Tanabanan. I, another alacha again another bracha. Israel. If you see a wise person of the Jewish people, Omer Baruch Shechalak Mechokmasol Eiriav. That Chalak is like a chelik that he apportioned to Mechokmasoi from his wisdom to those who fear him. But if you see Chokmei of the Kochovim, wise now obviously not a wise idolater, that he's wise in idolatry. But if you, you, you see, you meet, yeah, exactly, very good. You, you meet a, a, a good scientist, non-Jew, somebody changed the vinagon to Levasar Vadam. So blessed is the one that gave from his wisdom to his creatures or to a person of uh, flesh and blood. Now, two differences between a Jew and non-Jew. To a Jew says, Shechalak, and to a non-Jew, Shenatan. So, because Halak on the Gohelek, because the Torah, is like a portion of Hashem's wisdom, so to say. So, regarding Torah, is a Halak of Hashem's wisdom. Regarding wisdom, just like science, it's just a Nesina, the Nesina of Hashem to others. Now, regarding the Jewish people, you say Liriav, for those who fear Hashem, because through Torah and being part of a Jewish religion we fear Hashem, but to the non-Jews it's just Libriosav, to his creature of us of Adam of flesh and blood. And Ishai, one of the Inochai Nishai, the two that went to Shemaim without dying or something? No, he died but with, without no sins. He never made a sin. Okay, now, Aroi Malchi Israel regarding a king. 
If you see a Jewish king, again, that again a portion looking the footnotes, because the kingship of the Jewish king is from the Shekhinah. So the Mashiach is going to be an extension of the Shekhinah of Hashem's Malchus. So you say, blessed is the one that is shared from his glory, Lady Ab, to those who fear him. But if you see Malchi of Deikohovim, a non-Jew king, Omer Baruch Shenosan, again, that Hashem gave, not a portion, but that gave, Michvodo from Hashem's glory, which is Malchus, either Lebriosav to his creatures, or Lebas of Adam, or to flesh and blood. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I saw a couple of months ago, there was a convention in New York that uh, they made it from the Orthodox Eden of New York, and Trump was there, and Rabbi White Jackson said this bracha with Shemu Malchus on Trump. He said this bracha that Shem gave glory to Basar Vadam or to Briosar Remember which text he says. Okay, this Gemara we saw it twice already before, in the first chapter and in the third chapter. Leola Mishtadel Adam, Larutz Malche Israel. A person should always try to run to see a Jewish king. So, Claudio Netanyahu, you should say this, and uh, sorry to bring politics, I really hope tomorrow he wins elections. The other guy, I think, is just a, the other guy and his party that are not good. Okay, so if you see, if you see, if you see Netanyahu, you should say the following, uh, you, should try to, you should try to run to see a Jewish king. Even try to see a non-Jew king. That if you have the merit, says Rashi, to go to the Lama Ba, but Rashi really means the period starting with Mashiach, you're going to be able to differentiate between the glory of the Mashiach, the kings of Israel, and the kings of the Jewish nations. Which means, if you think Trump is impressive. I, I saw uh, three years ago when Trump went to Israel, and uh, the, the unbelievable, there was a video of how, how many helicopters and everything flying behind him in Israel. It was Mamash an unbelievable thing. So if you are impressed by that, that is going to be nothing compared to the Kavod of the Mashiach. And Rashi brings also under the, under the reward, and the reward of the Mashiach that's going to be way beyond. Now listen, the Gemora, I told you this is going to be a Henedic, Chain, Nunches, Chain Gemora. The Gemora, the Gemora is going to bring us two stories now until the end of the page. Very interesting stories. The first one starts with Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes, Sagi Naorava. Sagi Naorava is an euphemism, which means it's a nice way to say he was blind. He was full of light, <laughs> but he was blind. Abo, so Rav Sheshes, and the, the king was about to pass from her, where he was, so everybody was running to see, to see the face, the presence of the king. She also went with him. Now there was one seducee, one heretic, and he saw Rav Sheshes, and he, saw, he knew he was blind. He said, you bring uh, pitchers to the river, Kagnilia, to, 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 to fill them with, with uh, water. But you, the broken ones, for what reason would they bring into the water? And he meant to say, 
we that we can see, we're running to see the king, but you are blind. Yeah, so what is the point of you coming? You won't be able to see anything. You know, wait a little bit, you're going to see. I'm going to tell you even more than you. So, Chalav, Gundek, So, the first group of the king passed by, the first troops of the king passed by. So when everybody was making a lot of noise, oh, here comes the king, here comes the king. So the Sadducee said, oh, here's the king, here's the king. He said, no, I'm telling you, that's not the king. Then Tanaina, a second group of troops came, and everybody over there, the spectators are making a lot of noise. Oh, wow, the king, the king. So Amaleo Tzeduki, the Tzeduki also said, Ashtokiosimalka. Look, now the king is coming. Amaleo says, Look, Yasimalka. You don't know anything, ignorant. There's not the king. Khalif Tlisoye. The third group of, of, uh, of troops came. Kika Shaska. And only after the third group passed, and then all of a sudden became quiet. Now for sure, now that he's completely quiet, now the king is coming. How do you, how do you know all this? This is a beautiful, a beautiful principle. The kingship in, in planet Earth, Hashem made it to, be, uh, to resemble what was going on in Shemaim. So he's going to bring a pasuk. Dixiv. So Akashvaruhu told Elio Navi to go into a cave, and Hashem is going to show His presence to Elio Navi. So he told him, "Tzememata ve'ar lefnei Hashem, go out and stand in the mountain in front of Hashem, ve'in Hashem over." So behold, Hashem is going to pass. And then he came a, a, a wind, a very strong, uh, amazing wing. The Chazak strong, Karim. He was tearing. I said tearing out, breaking the mountains, Meshaver Slaim, and breaking huge stones. Lifnei Hashem, in front of Hashem, Hashem. But no, that huge wind, powerful. It wasn't Hashem. Rash. Then after that wind, it came a, a huge earthquake. Beloved Hashem. In that earthquake, wasn't Hashem. And after it came fire. In that amazing, unbelievable, that wasn't Hashem. And only after the fire, called the Mamadaka. Very subtle, silent voice. And that was Hashem. So that's what Rav Shashet told the Tzeduki. We learned from Eliyahu Navi that the first three things were very noisy. But Hashem wasn't there. Only after all that noise, Moshe was spazzing out. There was a wind, and there was a earthquake, and there was a fire. I just read the Pasuk. Let me just. Okay, so focus, okay? Yes. Okay. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Raboisa, Raboisa, let's continue. Kiyosu, Malko, finally the king comes. So when, when the king was passing by, 
Rav Sheshter said the bracha which he learned, Shenasa Michvoido Lovasar Vadam, that Hashem gave him his glory to people. Omaleo Tzeduki, so the Tzeduki tells him, Leman de Lochaz is la Kamevarechas. He said, How can you say a blessing if you don't even see the king? So, look in the Funos, and it's very important. That, that shows that you don't have to actually see the king. I'm going back to the president. So let's say you go to see Netanyahu, or you go to see Trump. And now in South Africa, I don't want to speak about countries, but anyway, that's Shrachim Isis. So even if you don't actually see the president, because he's like a, has a moderate, how you call it? Yeah. And you don't see anything, but if you know that he's going one of those limousines, because you don't know which one, that would be enough to say the brach. We learn from here, from Sheshes, he didn't see the king, nevertheless he said the brach. So the Tzeduki, he was very cross, and he told you, you cannot even see, and you said the bracha. Okay, nevertheless, uh, he said the bracha. Now, look at the end of the story of the Tzeduki. It says, Tzeduki. What was the end of that guy? So, kachlineu Kachlineu is like, put makeup on his eyes. It's a nice way to say, they got his house, uh, eyes out of the sockets. So, either he became blind, Vikadeamri, and those who say, Rav Rashi is not son enough, boy, that sometimes the Chochami would look at a person with, with, the, with the laser rays. So he looked at the person, and he became a pile of bones. That was the end of that guy. Okay, you want to hear a nice, interesting second story. Rav Shila. Nagdi he gave a malchus, lashes, to a certain Jew, the Baal Mitris, because he had sex with an non-Jew. So Azal Achal Kurtzi, Achal Bekurtzi, look in the funos, is an expression of his Pogla Shonara. So this guy was very cross with Rav Shila. So he, his Pogla Shonara, Bey Malka, at the house of the king, Omar, and he told the king the following, or, or the people of the king, Gavra Begidoi, you know there's a Jew over there, the Kedain Dina, Velo Armena de Malka. You know, you, he doesn't have an official. Persian permission to administrate judgment, and he just punished me. So he did it against the Persian law. So Shadarle Priskasa. So he sent there's two versions what Priskasa means. Whether he was summoned, whether when actually some people or just a document, some I say summoning him. Kiyasu Amrile. So when Rabshila went there, they told him. My tama For what reason do you give lashes to that guy? Amarleu deva al hamarta. He had sex with a donkey, with a sheet donkey. Amrile eisle hasadi. You have any witnesses? Amarleyin. Yeah, I have witnesses. So as Elionovi, nonetheless, novi, Hashem sent him. He took the appearance of a human being. The acid. And he was one of the witnesses. So looking at the footnotes, either one was enough, or including Rabshila, they the took it as two. The donkey is comparing it to the non-Jewish woman, or is it literally a donkey and other cats? Okay, you're gonna see soon. But that's what he told the, the Persians, the, 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 the officers. Okay. He had sex with the donkey. So, and Eliyahu and him testified that. Ambrile Yahi Barkatala. He said, well, if that's what he did, not only lashes, you have to kill him. It's a death penalty. 
is a pasuk also in the in Shmois. Amarleu, yeah, you're right. The Anami Yom de Galinan Miarin, since we've been exiles from our land, Leisan Veshusa Le Miktal, we don't have any more as Sanhedrin, we cannot apply anymore capital punishments. But Asun, my Devayisun, but you can do with him whatever you want. I, I, I only gave him, look in the footnotes, I only gave him lashes, like as a Musar. I couldn't really apply mamish punishment, I just did some Musar to him. Now, Bedina, these guys were looking what to do with this guy. So, meanwhile, so Rabbi Shila wanted to praise the situation, and he said the Pasuk that we said in Pesuk de Zimbra, and we say it when we take out the Sefer Torah, Right, he was saying the whole Pasuk. What are you saying? I was praising you for the following. Barech Rachmana, blesses Hashem, the Yaif Malchusa Ve'ara, that he had given kingship down here, Kein Malchusa Derekia, just like there's a kingship up there. Ve'yaif Lecho Shultana, and gave you the power, the, the, the ruling, Ve'racha Medina. And um, so there's two versions over here, what he really means, that uh, to be a merciful, to apply judgment with mercy. Here, in a way, was hinting, you know what, maybe don't kill the guy. Because at the end of the day, literally, he didn't, he didn't have sex with a, with a donkey. Amru le, Amru, oh, Chaviva alea ye ikra de malchuse, kuliai. So between them, they say, look at this guy. He's praising that uh, the government, the, the, the officers, of the government of Persia so much, so Yaivle Kulfa, so they gave him a, a, a rod, Ambrule Don Dina. So they now officially gave him the permission to be a judge and execute whenever he needs. Okay, Kavanavki, when he was coming out of there, Omar Leo Gavra, so this guy that got lashed for having sex with the non Jew, told him. Avid Rahman and Nisa Le Shikri, Shem is making miracles for you to be to, to lie? It was a lie. I, I didn't have sex with the donkey. So then Ravshila told him, Rasha, you evil one. Lav Hamri Ikru, the Pasuk is calling them Hamorim. This is what you meant, right? Yhsiv Asher Basar Hamorim Besorom. This is a Pasuk on Yecheskel giving rebuke to the Jewish people that they are closest to the Egyptians, and in a very derogative way, he calls the, the flesh, but the, the male organ of the, of the Egyptians, like the organ, the male sexual organ of a donkey that is full of prom, prom, prosmicu, say, promiscuity. So therefore, says the pastor, yeah, the pastor compared the lady were with her like a donkey, so it wasn't a lie. What's the difference if she's married or not, right? It, it's worse if she's married, actually, uh, really? yes. Chazia, but it's only, but, but it's only rabbinical, it's only rabbinical, probably if she's single, it's only rabbinical. If she's married, it would be worse, like Joseph didn't want to touch the wife of Potiphar, and they, but the lashes were rabbinically, something was the rice that he gave in those lashes, but mm -hmm. I think it was more, more like a rabbinical. Now, after Rav Shila told this guy that they are compared to donkeys, and indeed, according to the Pasuk, he had sex with the donkey, 
Hazia the Kyozil Lemeimarleu. He noticed that this guy wanted to go back to again accuse Rav Shila that he called those guys donkeys. They couldn't hungry. So Rav Shila said, you know what? This guy is called a Rodev. Rodev means a pursuer, meaning to say, this guy wants to put me into trouble. And there's a passage that says, If you see somebody waking, waking early in the morning and he, a thief, he's going to kill you, the Torah gives permission for you to kill him. So he took the rod and he just smashed him and killed him. Now, the whole, this was a whole miracle that the officers just had given him the permission to be a judge and to execute judgment. <coughs> Otherwise, he would have not been able to kill him. So he said, Amar oil Linisa, since Hashem is such a miracle for me, for, for me by Ikro, with this pasuk that he starts saying, So you know what? I'm going to take the entire pasuk. I'm going to make a drasha. I'm going to bring a teaching from the entire pasuk. Again, this is the verse that we recited in, in Pesukah de Zimbra, after uh, when David, King David blessed the, the congregation with this verse, and also, So he's going to Hashem. These are the seven spheroids, the seven lower spheroids. If you notice in Oshana Rabbah, when we take seven akafos, we say this pasuk, the seven things. Gdula is the first of the seven spheres, which is chesed. So which can be parallel to chesed? Zumaise breshis. Olam chesed ibane. So yours Hashem is the greatness, the kindness that you created the world. Hashem makes awesome things without any, people cannot um, comprehend how much Hashem did. Now, Gvar is Gvura. Gvura is the middle of justice, right? Zuyetzias Mitzrayim. This is when Hashem took the Jewish people out of Egypt, and He gave, uh, He punished the Egyptians. Shemar Yadisel Seyada Gdola, and Hashem saw the great hand that Hashem punished the Egyptians. So the Yada Gdola Yad, actually, is the left hand, is always the punishment of Hashem, the great punishment that Hashem uh, did on the Egyptians. Tiferes, the third of the seven lower spheres is beauty, the, the balance. Zuhama Velevana, this is when Hashem made a miracle for the sun and the moon, Shamdulele Yeshua. That in the war, in the conquest of the land of Israel, it was Erev Shabbos, and Yeshua wanted to finish the war before Shabbos came in. So Yeshua told the sun and the moon, Shemesh Vegivon Dom. Sun in Givon becomes silent. And becoming silent, which is the Malach of the Shemesh, the sun couldn't sing Shira, so the sun stopped. And Yareach, and also the Pasuk says, Vaidom Shemesh Vareach Hamad. And both the sun and the moon stood. And this was an unbelievable fame for Yeshua. Everybody found out about it. Imagine everybody all of a sudden sees that the sun is not moving. And the watches stay still. It's not the only what you, you, you watch your stop. So with this, Yeshua became very, very famous. Atiferes, the fame and the splendor of Yeshua across the globe. Netzach. Netzach is triumph. Zum apalasar shel roimi. That is when Hashem brings down 
the empire of Rome, the ones that destroyed the second temple and puts a limit to them. The Genoa Omer, let me read it over here, how Hashem is going to bring to the end the empire of Rome. It says, Vayez Nitzcham al Begadav Goimer, and their life, life blood, which is the symbol of the triumph, sported, how you pronounce it? Sported out on my garments. So look in the footnotes how the blood represents the life force of a person, which is the, the triumph, their strength. And by Hashem uh, defeating them, it shows how Hashem's, Hashem's uh, triumph. Then the next fila is Hod. So the Hod, Zumilchemes Nachle Arnon. We saw it in the, in the beginning of this chapter, the miracle, how the Emoraim hid in the mountains, and Hashem brought the two cliffs and killed all these Emorites. Um, yes, exactly, the ambush. And then there was, a, the government is going to quote about the well. There was a well of water that brought out all the blood of them. And like that, the Jewish people were able to see the miracle that Hashem made for the Jewish people, and they sang Shira. It says, so, so, so that, that recognition is Hod. Hod is from the word Hodu, to be moidim, to acknowledge and to thank Hashem. Zumilchem is Nachalei Arnon, the battle on the canyons of Arnon, Shenemar, Alkeni Yomar, Besefer Milchomois, Hashem, Ezvaev, Esufav, Goimar. Therefore, it, it, it is said in the book of the words of Hashem, all this is Nechumash Bamidbar, the gift of miraculous deliverance at the Sea of Reeds, that was regarding Kirat Yamsuf and the canyons of Arnon, etc. Okay. Is that, this one's the, what is the Ikavot? The one? Ikavot. Hawad, what is the glory? No, Hod is it's a glory, but it really means how we appreciate Hashem. Because Hod is from the word Moidi, so that's our appreciation of Hashem. I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay. Then, Again, the Gemara is quoting all that verse that we mentioned before. For yours, Hashem, because of everything in the heavens and the earth. So what is everything in the heavens and earth? Sisra. So Sisra was at the time of, of Yael and Neviah, the prophetess Yael and Barak. There was a general that was a very mighty warrior, Sisra, and they went and they defeated, he, defeated him in, this, in the river. Pharisees regarding that battle, from heaven they fought the stars from the courses, etc., fought against Sisra. So this is the Hashemayim Ba'aret, from heaven, heaven and earth, Hashem came down to fight against the enemy of the Jewish people. So that is a reference in this Pasuk. Then, Hashem is the kinship, because when a Malek came to fight against the Jewish people, and this is very nice, we're a week away from Purim, and is to remembering the fight against Amalek. That says in the Pasuk that Hashem promises 
that his throne is not complete until he annihilates Amalek. And then he's going to be able to restore his kingship. So the war of Hashem against Amalek is the war to restore Hashem's kingship. Omer, and this is in that Pasuk, for a hand on the throne of Hashem, Milchemes Hashem Amalek, Midor Doir, a war of Hashem against Amalek from generation to generation. Hashem is, so to say, swearing. And look in the food that they bring from Rashi brings, Kes is abbreviated from the word Kise, and Ka, Yud K, is abbreviated from Yud K, and then Vav K. So until the memory of Amalek is not wiped out, neither the throne, neither the name of Hashem can be complete. Hashem, and finally, Hashem, huh? Amalek's Mashiach can't come. Uh, no, so, so, so Mashiach will come to raise Amalek and to restore the revelation of a king's kingship. And the sovereignty, this is Michaimus Gog and Magog. This is the very last of the wars. Some say Gog and Magog is a descendant of Amalek also. So at the end of days, Meshach is going to fight against Gog and Magog and finally bring the Menaseh, the, 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 the sovereignty of a as the Pasuk says, in any Gog against you, Gog, the sovereign leader of Meshech and Tuval. So the word sovereign is the opposite of Hashem's sovereignty. So when Hashem destroys Gog and Magog, then Hashem's sovereignty will be revealed. There's also, look in the footnote number 73, we'll end up from, because in that prophecy it says that in that day, then I will be exalted and sanctified and I will become known in the eyes of many nations and they will shall know that I am Hashem. So that is also a second reference to Vermeer's Nasei. Meshach and Tubal, that the future Yeah, if you look over there, yeah, if you look over there in the, in the, in Yechezka 38, it quotes, Many of the nations that they are, if you look in Parashas Noach, the Torah tells us how from the three sons of Noach, Shem, Ham, and Yafet, all humanity came into being, divided into 70 nations. And over there in Parashas Noach, they bring the names of the 70 nations. So if you look over there in Yechezkel 38, you're going to see many of them quoted over there. And what it really means is in the world of Gog and Magog, Many nations are going to come together because it's going to be the final chance to try to not let Mashiach and Hashem come and rule into the world. So they're going to come to fight against Israel. Look, in the times of Obama, remember, there's like a code over there at the beginning of Yechezkel 38 that even says, every se- it says, Nasi Gog, over here, this passage, every seven letters spells the word Obama. So I think we were very close. In, in, you know, I even heard it. I don't know if you remember Obama gathered all the countries in France to vote against Israel. And it didn't happen because England said no. And now in the elections, just uh, yesterday, the previous day, Netanyahu has been saying, he didn't say it was England, but he said they wanted to, 10, ten days before that, in, in, in the Security Council, the UN, they, they passed a resolution and America abstained against Israel saying that all the places in the 67 borders 
Israel is illegal over there, including the Koisel and Hebron and many others. And it passed. And 10 days later, they want to pass even a worse resolution. And Netanyahu has been saying, without saying it was England, he said, if not for me talking to a very close friend of mine from a country, mm. they would have passed a much worse resol resolution against us. And it was at the time of Obama. So Mamish, Obama could have been the Gogo Magog, and I think Hashem saved us, unless having this year that we still keep Netanyahu over there, if not better, Mashiach would be, should be Mashiach better, and Trump in America, and let history end up with a nice token, and let Obama be Gog, and, and being just passed without any further ado. Okay, so just as the Gemara quoted this Pasuk, the Gemara end, ends of this Pasuk saying, Amar Abihana Baraba, Amar Yohanan, he said, Afilu Rej Gargisa. So it says in the Pasuk, Lechole Rosh, over every leader, that Hashem is in control over every single leader. So says, even a small leader, that a supervisor of irrigation, look in the footnote, like in those days there were people uh, in charge of the irrigation of the fields. There's two opinions what exactly <laughs> does it mean, but even a small, a small level of authority is appointed min Emanuele. is coming from Shemaim. There's no, there's no ruling in planet Earth that is not coming from Hashem. And the last teaching regarding this Agadita, you heard this Russia from me many times, that it says like, like this. Rabbi Kiva also took five of these seven Sfirot and said like this, Lecha Hashem Agdula, yours Hashem is a greatness, Zukirad Yamsuv. When you save the Jewish people in the split of the sea. Then the Gvura, yours is the judgment, the Din, uh, ju uh, judging, uh, punishing people. Makaz Vechores, when you kill all the firstborns of the Egyptians. Vatiferes, and the beauty, the splendor, Zumat and Teira. In our Sinai, when you get the threat to the Jewish people, the Anetzach, triumph, Zu Yerushalayim, when you handed over Yerushalayim in the hands of King David, the Ahod, and the glory, Zu Beis Amigdash, when Shlomo Melech built the Beis Amigdash. So let me tell you, Mamish Blinder, in less than one minute. I would connect this to modern occurrences. Hashem Lecha Agdula is the, the state of Israel. I'm very Zionistic to see the miracles, as Ben-Gurion used to say, if somebody doesn't believe in, in miracles, he's just not realistic when it comes to the state of Israel. Then, Gvura, I think, was the Holocaust. As painful as it was, but Hashem stopped the Nazis not to win the Second World's War. Then, Tiferes, the, uh, which is the Torah. Look today, look Daf Yomi, look how many hundreds of thousands of Jews learning Daf Yomi, Dishualacha, Shiurim, all over across the globe. This is the splendor, the Tiferes. Then Netzach is Yerushalayim, 1967, Six Day War. Hashem gave us back Yerushalayim, and the only one missing is how old is the base Amigdash Vesat Hashem. Okay, I hope you enjoy page Noyach. Let's move on to page Noyach B. 58b. If you see the houses of the Jewish people when they are established, and look in the footnotes, like any, any Jew of prominence, maybe the house of the chief rabbi, of the, of, of the wealthy Jews in South Africa, and all the more so in Israel. Uh, there, there's two opinions, whether it applies outside of Israel, only in Israel. But if you see in Israel the base of Nazi, 
and the house of the prime minister, and some say goes on the shuls. If you see shuls, Omer Baruch Meitziv Gvul Almana. Bless you. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Okay, those listening to recording, we just got Gluskas Yefefios, nice Mezoinus over here. Courtesy of Rabbi Ziskin Schlitter. Okay, so sorry to open your appetite listening to recording. Just go to your fridge and grab something to eat. Okay, so Baruch Matziv Gvulag Mana, blessed are you Hashem, who establishes the boundary of the widow. So this is a reference of the Jewish people. Okay, now, Bechurbanan. But if you see uh, houses of uh, prominent sp uh, uh, special Jewish people that now they're destroyed, Omer Baruch Dayanemes, is like you see, uh, you hear a bad news. Now, Bati of the Kochobim, if you see houses of idolaters, the Yishuvan, they're doing well, <laughs> you say again, Omer, Ba'is Geim, Isach Hashem. So you say, uh, Hashem will uproot the house of the arrogant. Now, Bechurbanan, if you see their house has been destroyed, Omer, Kelnikamos Hashem, Sophia, is a pastor we say in the morning, Psyche de Zimbra, a God of, of vengeance is Hashem, and a God of vengeance had appeared. Okay, listen to the following story. Ula. This is also a nice long story. Ula, Verav Chisa. Abo Kiasli, Beorcha, they were walking together. Kimatu Apischa, they arrived to the ruin of what it was, the house or of Hana Bar Hanilai. So this can be a good siman for this page because this is a long story regarding this tzaddik. Hana Hen Hanilai, Hen Hen, Nun Ches, 58. Nagat So Rav Hisa. When he saw that house, um, <coughs> so he uttered a long sigh. And it was, uh, I think it's part of that. He went like this. <gasps> he, was, he wasn't yawning. He was like feeling bad. So Omar Leula will have said to him, Amaika mitznachast. Why do you sigh? Rav said, Sigh breaks half of a person's body. And you, man, sigh with a shattering of lions, etc. This is regarding the news of the destruction of the base of Migdash. So we see from here that sighing breaks half of the person because the pasuk says from your loins and your loins are like in the middle of the body and rabbi yohanan adds of kol gufo shel adam says not only half of the body but but sighing breaks the entire body when people will ask you what are you sighing for you should tell them aleshuma you say because of the report that is coming when every heart will melt, etc. So again, this part was part 
of, of, um, of the destruction of the temple, and the verse continues, Berafo kol yadayim, look in the footnote number nine, Berafo kol yadayim, vecheyasa kol ruach, vechol birkayim, telachna mayim. And all hands will weaken, every spirit will grow faint, and all knees will become water. So you see, that breaks the entire body of the person. Some explain, have sign ha breaks half of the body that is regarding physical, materialistic things. And spiritual things, it completely breaks the entire body of the person. That it was the pain of the distortion of the temple with something, something spiritual. So going back to our story. So Ula told Avchiza, why are you giving such a sign? So Amarlei, Echalo Etnach, how can I not sigh? So he's going to describe the unbelievable chesed of uh, this rabbi, again, Ravchana Bar Hanilai, that's the symbol of our page. He said, Beisa de Abuba Shitin Afaisa Riyomema. In his house there were 60 bakers during the day. So in the previous page, yesterday we spoke about the number 60 what it represents. It doesn't have to be literally 60, but it means a huge amount of bakers during the day. The sheet in Afiasa Belalia and 60 bakers during the night. And they would bake for whoever needed. He was mamish an open house to feed absolutely every single Jew. Not only that, he will always keep his hand in his pocket. Why? The Savar Dilma Oise Oni Bartovim. What if a wealthy son of a, who used to be a wealthy man passes by me and he needs money, but he would be embarrassed to ask for me? If he has to wait until I put my hand in my pocket to give some money, he's going to be embarrassed and he's going to go away. So he was always ready, like a policeman with a, with a finger. In the in the gun to shoot right away, he was always ready with the hand in the in the in the pocket to right away give money to whoever needed it. Then the Abu Pishin lay Arba Babele Arba Ruchosa de Alma, like Abraham Avinu, he had four doors open to the four uh, directions of the wind. The whole day by Ayel Kafin, and anybody can just straight away, wherever he came from, enter into his house. And if they call the Ayel Kafin, if he, people that come in hungry, Navik Ki Saba, they will leave the house completely satisfied. The Sharei, you can also have that as a seaman, plus four plus floor is eight. The Abu Shadulei, Hiti Vesari, Bishnei Batsari, Sabrai, and they would throw with and barley outside of the house, of the windows, of the entrances in years of famine. The Holma de Xivin Milsa, Le Mishkal So if anybody would be embarrassed to pick up the barley and the wheat during the day, because normally he wouldn't be a person that collects sedaka, only now, because it's years of famine, he needs to, to get sedaka. So then, if he would be embarrassed to take sedaka openly during the day, he could come and take sedaka during the night. The Ashta, so this is what he used to do. So goes Rav Chiza to tell Ula, Ashta nafal besila. Now this house has fallen in a heap of rubble. Velo esnach, etnach, and you don't want me to sigh as, as, a, as a sign of a sorrow and pain and sadness. Omale, so Ula went into a piece of Rav Chiza. 
it has entered into my ears, so to say, says Hashem, Master of the Legion said, I swear that many houses will be desolated, desolate, great and fine ones will be without inhabitants. So we see that is part of Hashem's uh, decree connected to destruction of the second temple. We have Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan also said, but don't worry, says Ula to In the future, Hashem will restore all these houses and bring them back to their glory. Shenemar, because in that it is a different pasuk says, Shira Malos Abotchim Hashem Kear Etzion, a song of ascent. Those who trust in Hashem are like the Mount of of Zion, etc. So why is the pasuk comparing? the Mount of Zion to the houses of the Tzadikim, just like in the case of Mount Zion, Hashem is going to be back, restore it to its greatness. So the houses of the righteous, Hashem is going to restore them back to their glory. So he was really hoping to Rav Hiza to be to consult but he saw that Rafhiza's mind was still not in ease. So Amarle said, listen, a slave, meaning a Jew, we shouldn't be more than Hashem. So therefore, if Hashem's house is being destroyed and is still destroyed, so the same thing, the houses of the tzaddikim, they also is rightfully they should be still destroyed. Okay, down Rabban and moving into a different bracha. Aroe Kivre Israel. If you see the graves of Jewish people, Oimer. So if you notice in the cemetery, when you go out of the oil towards the cemetery, towards the graves, they have a big thing of uh, granite, you call it? Of granite, granite with this blessing. Within the actual, where, they, where you start the funeral? Yes. No, uh, when you go out of the house. Oh. It's already in the open. Ah. Just before you, before you start marching into the graves, to the right side you're going to see this blessing. Okay. Now you say it every 30 days. Baruch Hashem Blessed is the one that formed you with injustice. And sustained you in justice. Look in the footnotes. And, and uh, supported you in justice. Really, this is not injustice, it's really chesed, kindness, but because of the continuation, it's going to be justice. Like the whole bracha is speaking about din, din, din. And gather you back through justice. And in the future, it's going to bring you back to life in the din, in the tchias amazing judge, uh, judgment. This is the price. Mar Beder Abina adds to this bracha, Messiah Bar Mishmederab Nachman Nebram Nachman. Beyodea Mispar Kolchem, and Hashem knows all of you, the numbers of all of you, of all the deceased over there in the grave, in the graves. Vuasir Lachayushem, 
and in the future he's going to bring back you to life and then to to restore you baruch mechayamisim baruch atashem mechayamisim okay now if you see kivrei of the kochavim now when you drive to, to the jewish cemetery you pass by non-jewish cemeteries you, you should say this pastor to them should be a bracha so your mother should be uh, ashamed of you a different bracha you see a friend you see a friend that he's very close to you and you haven't seen him for 30 days not even by whatsapp or anything your mom is completely lost contact of your dear friend for 30 days you say Baruch because of the excitement of reconnecting to your friend your mom said the full Baruch of Shechiyano no, it was for entirely one year. You completely lost contact with your friend, Omer, Baruch Mechaya Amazim. Blessed is the one that brought you back to life. There's two explanations why. One of them, because you totally con uh, lost connection with him, so it's Mamesh Mechaya Amazim. You see him from new, like a dead person, came back to life. But another beautiful reason is because after 12 months, for sure you haven't seen him since, since the last Rosh Hashanah. So in Rosh Hashanah, Everybody is standing in the book of life or dead. So if he's alive, that means Hashem brought him back to life. In Rosh Hashanah, he should live for another year. So you can say, Baruch Meyachan Aramesim. Omar Rab says, Rab, Einames Mishtakach Minalev Elalach Hashem Eser Chodesh. So this is related to the previous, why after 12 months? Because Hashem decreed that if somebody loses a close relative, uh, for the first 12 months, he still remembers him in pain. Only after 12 months, then the pain goes away. Shenemar, neshkachti, kemes, milev, aisi, kechli oved. So I was forgiven like a dead person from the heart, and I was like a lost vessel. Ropo, peverabuna, brethren of Yeshua. They were walking together. Remember these two rabbis? One of them dreamt that he went into a marsh, became the Shiva. The other one dreamt he went into a, the woods and he became a forest and he became the Rosh Kala. So they were walking together. Pagoba, Berab, Hanina, Bred, Rabika. They met Rabbi Hanina, Bred, Rabika. Amrulei, oh! So they saw him and they said, Beadir Hazinah. Berhinan Allah, now that we see you, we're going to say two blessings. Tarti. Baruch Hashem, Chilek Mechumasol Iriab. Blessed is the one we saw previously that gave a portion of his wisdom to those who fear him. Remember that we said Abraham when you see a Torah scholar. Beshecheyano. And because it's been over 30 days and you're a friend of us, we're going to say Shecheyano. Amarleu, so he's still back to them. Oh, and Anami, also me. Came the Hazatin Hazatinhu Aloy Keshisim Rivan Rivavan. You are to me like six hundred thousand Jews. Why? Base Israel. Because you are so wise that between you both together, you have deos, you have different opinions, both you combine. Like 600,000 Jews together. Ubarhina, and I'm going to add to the previous two blessings, Alaychotlate. So the first two that you also said, Anachtarti, Ubaruchochanarazim. 
And the blessing that we saw in the previous side of the page, the Eurocyte over a multitude of Jews, you two together have so much Jews, like 600,000 Jews together. So he said, You're such a wise guy. They placed an anna around him and he died. This is a as hard gemora. Look in the footnotes that uh, they weren't happy for two things. First of all, maybe the last uh, opinion in the footnotes is maybe there was a little bit of an arrogant attitude for him to, 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 say, to say such a thing and to mamish say Avraha Vishema Malchus with the full name of God in vain. They weren't happy about it. Second of all, only somebody extremely smart that has the level of 600,000 opinions could perceive that maybe Rapapa and Rabuna Vereda together have that level. So that's why they, they had such an attitude against him. Amar Yusheven Levi, Rabbi Yusheven Aroes Vakanin. Oh, now we're going to move into a blessing that you say on strange people. So Vakanin. Either my mean people with freckles, but it's not just freckles. It's some sort of decoloration and stains in the skin that are quite unnormal. So the content of the following uh, Gemara is when you see people that uh, their appearance are quite, is quite unusual and they make an impression upon you, so then you say the following Bracha, Baruch Meshane Abrios, Baruch Atashem Lachanem diversifies the creatures. And there are some opinions. You only say so once off in your life when you see such type of people. Some say, no, as long as whenever you see them, it gives you a strong impression, an emotional, deep impression, you say that bracha. So the Gemara challenges this teaching of Yeshua and Levi, may see Ra is a kushi. If you see a person with unusually black skin, with a gichoyer, or a person with usually red skin, with Alavakan, or a person even with unusual white skin, and it's some, it goes out of the normal. Vesakipeach, or a person who is very obese, with Ananas, or a dwarf, Vesadarnikois, or a person with words. What is words? Like, like a. Yes, like a. Okay. Omer says, Baruch Meshaneh Zebrios. But look at the Seifa. So who diversifies the creatures? Now, Ezekitea, he once is a person whose hands are amputated. Now, in the second part of the Mishnah, or the Brisa, is things that happened after he was already born. So they needed his amputated one hand. Ves Asuma, or a blind person. Ves Pituyea Rosh, or people whose hair is matted. Some said, a very long, uh, abnormal face. Ves a or a person whose leg is amputated. Ves a mukeshchin, or a person with uh, many boils, also very abnormally. Ves abakanim. So this is what we saw previously in Rabbi Shem Levi, where people were spotted. You say a different bracha, Baruch Dayanemes. Why? Because the previous one, the previous ones, you say. Meshane uh, Brios, people that were born like that. But this second 
classification of people, people that this happened during their lives. Once already were already born. So then you see, you don't say on this spotted person, missionary Abrios, you say Dianaemus. So the Gemara answers, Lokasha, Amimei, you could have come up with the same answer. Depends. If it was like that from the moment he was born, then you do say missionary Abrios. But But if he got those uh, spots after he was born, you say Dianaemus. There's another Bryce teaching the same principle. Um, uh, uh, no, the Kusani, I'm sorry, the Gemara says, you can be Medayek, you can also learn that this is a correct differentiation from the fact that Kusani Duma de Kitea, that in the second Bryce, in the Bryce, it was in the listing of a Kitea, which is somebody that had an, been some, somebody amputated either his hand or, or his leg. That is something that happened after he was born. So you can learn from that that also Shmamina, the the listing of the Bakanin, the spotted one, that you say Dianemes is when it happened after he was already born. So it can be perceived some sort of a punishment. Okay, so let's continue. Torobanan or a pill. If you see an elephant, cough or a um, monkey, or kafuf, or an owl, Omer Baruch Meshanes Abrios. This is the one that changes the creatures. Why? Yeah, also in a zoo or whatever. Again, some hold only the first time you ever see them, some say as long as they give an impression. And why? Because these three type of people resemble the appearance of a human being. Is that's a look in the footnotes. It's interesting that an elephant looks like a human being. I never would have thought so, but anyway. Okay. If you see beautiful uh, creatures, uh, beautiful trees, like you see an unbelievable, handsome man, a super amazing, beautiful lady, you say, Bless is the one that has something like this in his world. And we have to be careful, you know. You cannot just start looking at ladies and say brachas on them. <laughs> okay, I'm not teaching here. Okay, let's move on the Mishnah. Alazikin. Again, these are not the Ziskins. These are the Zikin. So the Gemara asks, my Zikin, who is a Zikin? So I'm a Shmuel, Kochaba de Shavit. So according to Shmuel, is Kochaba de Shavit. Two opinions in the Funos. Either it's a comet or a meteor. Meteor? With a th- 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 meteor? Meteor. Meteor. Okay. I know the sky, I know astronomy, maybe you even call it astrology, like I know the paths of my city Narda. Except either a comet or a meteor. I don't know what are they or when they come, how did they come. And there's another, there's an there's a oral tradition regarding one of those comet that is called Kesil. Okay? Let me just sit here. here. Okay, sorry, this morning is taking a little bit long. So, um, so, says Shmuel, Ugmiri de lo abar kisla, I know through an oral tradition, that the Kohava of uh, Shavit does not pass through the constellation of Kesil. 
you will never see a comet going through Cassil. So Cassil, okay, it doesn't say which, which one it is in, in uh, modern constellations. The Avar Kisler, because if a comet would pass through Cassil, so then Harabalma, that would destroy the world. I think the following Gemara is going to see until the end today, Bezat Hashem, might be a little bit literal, but I have a feeling it's more like Kabbalistic over this, over here. So Gemara and Avar, but we can see that it does passes a comet through Cassil. So says Gemara, Zivu de Avar, no, the glow passes, and he gives the appearance of it to pass through it. But it wasn't really the comet, it's just its glow. Now, the Gemara brings another description of, of uh, Zikin. Some say that this is answering the previous question that why it gives the appearance that goes through seal even though it doesn't. Seal is Orion. Orion! Oh, thank you for looking at it. Orion, thank you so much. Rabbon Abre, the Rabbi Yoshia Amar, said, Vilonu, the Mikra. Now, there's seven firmament. The first one is called Vilon. You can translate it maybe as a curtain. So when you see that, again, there's two explanations whether this is explaining what is a Zikin or why you see sometimes a comet going through Kassil. So the firmament called Vilon, tears, is torn, and then the, the, the next firmament after Vilon is called Rekia. So when you have a tear in Vilon, then you can see through it and you can see uh, the, the Rekia, that is what you really see. So again, it's either explaining us what is a Zikin or it's explaining us why you might think that a comet passed through Orion when it really didn't. Okay, now the Gemara goes back to Xil. Says the Gemara, Rabashi Amar, Kohabau, Deakarmei Gisa, the Kisla. So when you think that the comet went through Xil, but really what it happened is that one star was removed from one side of Xil. And the other star, that it was in the other side of Xil, sees, took a look, that this star moved, and it gets scared, and it then fall, it runs away from it. And it seems, and it gives the appearance as if that was the same star, star that had passed through it, but it was a different one. One star from this side moved, and this star on the other side got scared and moved away. Okay, so look on the full nose. You want to take a literal? You want to say everything is just lips, Kabbalic stuff? Okay. Now, um, Shmuel Rami, Shmuel contrasted what it seems to be a contradiction of Sukim. Ksiv, one verse says, Ose, Osh, Ksil, Vechima. So these are three constellations Ash, Ksil, and Kima. But in the other Pasuk says, Chima Vexil. In a different Pasuk, he first lists Chima and only after Xil. So why does the Psukim change the order order? So says the Gemora. Akeitzab, Ilmale 
Huma Shel Xil, if not for the heat of Xil, so again, either Kabbalistically, astrologically, or you tell me it's astronomically, so Xil is a constellation that is full of heat. So if not for the heat of Xil, but because Kima is a very, very cold constellation, we need to balance the weather of the coolness of Kima by the heat of Xil. Otherwise, the world wouldn't endure. And the other way around, and if not for the cold of Kima, the world wouldn't survive due to the heat of Xil. So that's why in one Pasuk first list one and then in the, the other one to tell us that we need both of them to temper the temperature. Now Ugmiri, and we also know, Ilav Uksa, the Akrava, the Malach Benar Dinur, all this is Mamesh Kabbalah. Kol man dehava trikale Akrava, loava chaye. If not for the tail of the scorpion, which is Kima, it was, it was not placed in the stream of fire because it's so cold. So then the stream of fire of, of Kima warms it up. So anyone beaten by a scorpion would not live. So we learn from here, if you ever get heat beaten by a scorpion, put hot water. No, don't do cold, do hot. Okay, do heat. Now, the spring of the Indifundos, we're not, we're not talking about the constellation of Scorpion because we're talking in Aries, as we're going to see next, next Gemara. And it's Aries and between Aries and Taurus. In Taurus, that's the next Gemara, yes. In, this is what Akash told Eov. You know, at the end of the rebuke that Hashem is telling Eov, because Eov was complaining that maybe Hashem is not running the world because he was a righteous person, why bad things happened to him? So Hashem is telling you of, so, it kasher madanois kima o moishchois ksil tefateach, could you tie the bones of kima or loosen the shackles of ksil? Okay, now my kima, so what is, we're talking about a different constellation, what is the constellation of kima? So, Amar Shmuel, Kima is like a, a bridge, two words into one. They are like a hundred stars. Okay, so which of these stars? Amrile, the Mekanfe. Some say that they are gathered together. Ramrile, the Mebadran. There are some say, no, they are uh, scattered. Okay, we'll leave it over here today. Lina, tomorrow we're going to go into the third one, which is Ash. Yeah.